Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Optimum Golf. Take your game to the next level this offseason at Denver's best indoor virtual facility in the Park Hill and Rhino neighborhoods. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. All right, let's go out to the hotline. We're going to bring in our friend Mike Chambers, covers the Avalanche for the Denver Post. He's at DIA right now getting ready to board a flight to Smashville. How are you, Mike? Hey, Eric. Uh, I'm okay. I, I, I survived the uh, security uh, through the north uh, entrance of DIA. I'm telling you what, I've never seen so many upset people based on the fact that obviously <laughs> the north side, it's all TSA pre-check. Right. I couldn't. I couldn't believe the amount of people that were that thought that that was just the regular line. I mean, the signage is so weak here, but it, it, it's it's yeah. pretty crazy at DIA here. Please tell me, for all the travel that you do, you have clear. No, but I need it. I just got pre-checked. But I'll tell you what. I oh. think pre-check is like a dinosaur right now because so that's it, why you need to get clear. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been lecturing me about the clear for ages now. For all I the only have pre-check. For all the traveling that you do, it, it is so worth it. Yeah. Well, well I'm going to think about that hard now. Please do. You're not going to be in the middle seat on this plane, are you? Negative. I got a good one. <laughs> good for you. Okay, uh, Wayne Gretzky on the TNT broadcast said in between periods, if Colorado's going to win a cup, these are the type of games they will have to win. Well, they did yesterday in overtime. With that, are you encouraged because they won a game like this or maybe a little discouraged because maybe going into the game you felt they should have rolled Nashville? Not 7-2, to two, but the game shouldn't have been this tight. No, I, I liked how they won both games. I mean, a blowout in the first game and a tight one in the second, but both games they played the same way. They outplayed Nashville. They put up a ton of shots. They made a lot of plays. They played good defense. They had good goaltending. So, yeah, they won in two, two different ways, but uh, I thought it was really good to do that based on the fact that their game never changed. Uh, do the Predators have any more tools left in their drawer? Did they kind of shoot their shot last night? <laughs> well, they scratched two of their guys, and, and Mike Benning on D and, and Philip Tomasino uh, up front. Um, to try to, I guess, make a spark or something in game two, and that didn't work. So um, their goaltender, UC Saris, might be available for tomorrow. He's uh, not playing. It's been reported by Adrian Dater. He's out. All right. Well, I'm not sure Adrian knows everything, but I, I haven't heard anything. Well, no, it's, there, it's actually Nashville reporters reporting he's out. There too. we go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, if you got reports from Nashville, obviously those are uh, – right are pretty solid. So if he's out, um, obviously they're going to go back with the the uh, rookie again. And he's, he's been playing great. I mean, even in game one, he played great. He stopped 30 of 32 shots. And obviously it was awesome last night. He made 49 consecutive saves after McKinnon scored on the first shot of the game. So 
I think their goaltending looks pretty good with Ingram and Ned. I think he's a good goaltender. He's a two-time AHL All-Star. Uh, so I think that the Avs are preparing, you know, for another good matchup against a good goaltender. But, uh, you know, obviously the Preds would like to have Soros in there. And if that's not going to happen, that's, that's going to be another concern for them. Please go Hockey 101 for our listeners because it's more than effort. The lazy analysis is, well, it went to overtime because the Predators tried harder. Go Go deep into hockey on why Nashville played better, because it's more than just effort. Oh, I didn't think that they played better than game one. I just felt like their goaltending was really good. I mean, in both games, Zavs peppered them with 40-plus shots, obviously 51 last night. So in game two, they actually had more shots, well, about the same in regulation. But, no, I thought Colorado's game never changed. I just think that – Ingram was super, super good in game two, and, and, and David Riddich in game one, the starter, was, was not very good. I, I think that was the main difference. Let's talk about puck placement. For the next game, do the Avs need to shoot the puck into a different zone to beat Ingram? Or, from your perspective, he was good in every zone around the net. Eric, I think that they're going to think about being more creative. This is a very creative offensive team. But isn't there a difference between being creative and being too cute? Yeah, oh, sure. Um, But I think being solving a hot goaltender has to do with being creative and then going to the dirty areas, the rebounds in front. I think the game plan for Colorado is still just a pepper anger. Ingram from every angle, but focus a little bit more on getting to those rebounds in front. Yep. Um, crazy question. McKinnon was has been on fire over the last two games, and you could just see how he, for lack of a better phrase, is the best player on the ice. Kale McCarr enthusiast would argue, because of all of his shots on goal, got the game-winning goal, and of course he had three points in the first game. This... If you had to, Mason and I talked about this in the break. Both guys are unbelievable players. But if you had to start a team tomorrow and you could only choose between McKinnon or McCarr, who would you pick? That's a tough one, but uh, McCarr is a generational defenseman. McKinnon is a, I wouldn't say generational but he is a, obviously a number one overall draft pick. He's having a great career. He's becoming a legend in playoff hockey. He's just the fifth player in the NHL history that reached 70 points in 50 games. Um, but I would take McCarr based on his age and the fact that there's really no defenseman in the league like him. I think he's the best thing to come to NHL defenseman since Connor McDavid arrived as hmm. a generational forward, and Austin Matthews is up there too. I think, I just think if you're starting a team now uh, based on McCarr's age, I think you would go with him. But, you know, it's a funny question because the abs are so good because of both of them, and then everybody in back of them. And, and I just think that uh, <laughs> with those two guys, this team it is scary. Scary good. You put
put over at denverpost.com three keys uh, to victory for the Avs on Saturday. Key number three is you write out you write about controlling Philip Forsberg of the Predators. What have the Avs done specifically to keep Forsberg basically mostly a non-factor out there? Well, they've put cadre lines out there. They've had McKinnon. Um, I don't think it's going to be much of a matchup in Nashville. Uh, Nashville, obviously, is going to have last change, so they're going to free up that line a little bit. But obviously, after the puck drops, there can be a shift change and things change. But Forsberg had six shots last night. He hit one off the uh, iron. Um, but he doesn't have a point in the series, and I think that's a huge key for the Avs. If they can, again, shut that guy down i mean he's their best offensive weapon and if they again shut him down in game three man abs could be up three nothing i mean we're really not giving the abs defense probably enough credit because we you know follow the shiny object and talk about the offense all the time matt duchene did not have a shot on goal yesterday uh ryan johansson did not have a shot on goal yesterday and I think that is being completely overlooked. Oh, for sure, Eric. I mean, if you, if you sit there and you want to talk about great team defense, well, that's it right there. I mean, if those guys can't get a single shot on that, team, team defense is doing something great. I think that's what the, the Avs obviously are a great offensive team. Kemper's been good in that. But I just think that their team defense – um, is sometimes overlooked, as you said. I mean, think about this for a second. I'm guessing you probably know him, sports columnist for the Tennessean, Gentry Estes. He roasted Matt Duchesne in his column today. So Duchesne has 43 goals, didn't have a shot on goal. He's getting paid $8 million with a contract that seems like it's going on forever. Same thing with Johansson, contract that seems like it's going on forever. I mean, what would we be saying about Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr, or let's just use forwards, McKinnon and Rantanen, if they had not had a shot on goal in yesterday's game and they lost? Well, Rantanen only had one, and Burkowski didn't have any. Right. Uh, but they won. But I, I, I can't imagine McKinnon and McCarr not having a shot. It's just like what they combined last night for 20, I believe. Right. 12 from McCarr. Yeah. <laughs> And that's a club. That's a club record, regardless of position in a postseason game. That's just un. It's just unreal for a defenseman to get that many shots on that. Um, but uh, I mean, if you're going to roast Duchesne and in his play against the Avalanche, that columnist might want to check out the history because he's been an Avalanche killer. This he year. has he scored five or six goals. Yeah, that's true. Two in game one. He had. Won the previous Thursday in the regular season game, and then the shootout winner. So Duchesne has been really, really good against the Avs this year, which makes me think. Last night again, when the uh, crowd kept on booing him every time he touched the puck, maybe the crowd should not do that because it seems to fire that guy up. One of the keys you mentioned for tomorrow is a kind of the drown out, keep down the noise of Nashville. For those unfamiliar, real quickly. Why are playoff games in Nashville, why do they seem to be different than in other NHL venues? Yeah, good question, Andrew, because uh, 
for 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 one, they are are playoff proven. They went to the Stanley Cup final. They've been to a Western Conference final. They they have built a fan base. That fan base knows how exciting playoff hockey is. For one, two, you're within a pitching wedge from Broadway and Tootsie's. And, oh yeah, yeah. And the, greatest honky tonks in I guess the world, at least the country. And people get fired up. Um, it's a party. It's a huge party. I can't wait to uh, have one or two there on Broadway <laughs> Street tonight. Uh, For you. It's, it's just a lot of fun. And, and and people get excited about going there, man. It's a destination place to see a hockey game. And it's a great one because the rink it's a beautiful rink. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of old, but it's it's still a beautiful rink, and it, it's right off of Broadway there, right catty corner from Tootsie's. Um, it's it's just a great environment, and again, because this team has been to so many playoff runs and deep runs, uh, they're, they're very educated on on how the party is and that they want to go there, and and it's just a great environment. I mean, the band's playing. Uh, at intermissions and stuff. It's just, it's just a lot of fun. I can't wait to get there, man. Mike, go hop your flight, man. Don't want you to miss it. If you're going to drink tonight, don't forget it's a day game tomorrow. It's a exactly. day game tomorrow. All right? But there's, there's no morning skate, so that's True. a plot. Okay, well, apparently uh, you're going to be more than a few whiskey shots in. Have a great flight, my friend, and feel free to drink on the flights. I know you're going to be taking an Uber to your hotel. Thanks for having me on, boys. See you, pal. Mike Chambers. Covers the ads for the Denver Post. What do you have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? Big weekend in the sports world this weekend. We've got NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, the Kentucky Derby, some big fights in Las Vegas. We'll talk about a key return, potentially, in the NBA playoffs tonight and what it means for the team involved. That's coming up next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports.